Welcome back to An Offer You Can't Refuse. I'm Kyle, and in this episode, we're talking about episode two, Warning Shots. So there's not as many references to the film as there were in the first episode, and I'm not going to come on here and make up a bunch of similarities and stuff like that. It's like, I'm not going to say, you know, the meeting with Robert Evans is in a boardroom and that's an allusion to the meeting of the five families. No, I'm not going to make up stuff like that because I think I trust you as viewers and listeners a bit more than that to suss out those kind of blatant things that it's like, oh, you're just padding your runtime trying to get more and more (laughs) Easter eggs. But there is a pretty big one towards the end of this episode. And there is a smaller one during the casting session. They, They keep talking about how the studio really wants to see someone more in the vein of Robert Redford in the role of Michael because they would be more bankable and have that more distinctive look, which ironically, the book actually, Michael is portrayed more as blonde hair, blue eyed, not as distinctive, more Sicilian features like a Al Pacino. But one of the lines that Francis Ford Coppola says in the scene is the fact that he talks about, I can't stand another or actor mispronouncing Corleone. Which, funny enough, is one of the traits of Senator Geary in the second Godfather movie, Godfather Part 2, is the fact that he always clearly intentionally mispronounces Corleone just to tick off Michael and show that he doesn't care, even though you can tell he knows, okay, you know, it's Corleone. And I know it's not an Easter egg, but I've said already in the previous episode, I love the relationship between Mario Puzza and Francis Ford Coppola that is portrayed in this series. And in this little section, they are going over the writing of the pivotal scene between Michael Salazzo and McCluskey, where Michael kills both of them. And it is talking very much about the loss of innocence in that scene where Michael is at that point, the outsider has nothing to do with the family, but then he becomes and steps up and basically becomes the head of the family from that moment on. And the fact that the dropping of the gun is such a built-in tension point of Michael letting go of his old life. And it's just a fantastic scene, very well written, very well acted uh, by both people in the scene. But the biggest Easter egg in the second episode is by far the scene between Albert Ruddy, uh, Miles Teller's character, and Congressman Biagi, where Ruddy goes over and pitches filming this movie in New York, and Biagi, much like the Don does to Salazzo when he pitches the heroin trade, he says very similar lines, but a bit of an inversion, 
which I like how the series is doing that thus far, complete with the actual lines of dialogue of, I must say no to you, and I will give you my reasons. In the film, Don Vito says, it is true that I have many friends in politics, but they would no longer be friends if they knew my business was drugs, uh, as opposed to gambling, which they consider a harmless vice. Whereas here, Biagi says, it's true I have many friends in the mayoral film department. And in that variation that I was talking about, even though Don Vito says no, he says, I hope and wish you the best in your endeavor as long as it does not conflict with mine. And tries to leave Salonso in a more positive of just, you know, I'm sorry I can't offer support at this point in time, but I don't wish you harm in any way. Whereas Biagi definitely says, not only is this movie not going to get made in New York, I hope this movie never gets made. And then we finally get to meet Al Pacino. The series is Al Pacino. And he actually pitches the idea. He's not comfortable right now being a lead actor. He was thinking more about possibly playing Sonny, which I'm sure is going to come up throughout this series because the studio did want James Caan as Michael. And they finally settled on him as Sonny. And so the casting actually did get switched around a little bit at points. As they said, Coppola always wanted Brando and he always wanted Pacino. And in another reference that I actually forgot about when I was doing the intro to this episode, Robert Evans is in his hotel room gifted a copy of The Godfather but instead of the book, it is a dead rat in his bed. Very much mirroring the dead horse head that will eventually be in the Godfather movie and was in the Godfather book, which was sent to the head of a prominent movie studio as a message. And then at the end of the episode, Albert Ruddy is taken at gunpoint to a car very much like Tom Hagen is taken at gunpoint in a car in the first Godfather film. That's all the stuff that I found in this episode. Make sure to like and subscribe. Follow me on social media at Knocked Out Films. Thanks. <laughs>